Isid Radio 89.7 FM, this is Arts Monday, Simpoesi, streaming to you from the Gedigal land of the Eora Nation. My name is Ira and I'm joined in the studio by Belinda Yee and Melinda Hunt, artists and co-founders of Draw Space, a new gallery on Enmore Road in Newtown dedicated to contemporary drawing and to broadening the definition of what drawing is through continued research and exploration of what it can be. Good morning, both. Thank you for joining us on Eastside this morning. Good morning, Ira. Thanks for having us. Thank you. How has your morning been so far and what are your mornings usually like? Are you morning per- people or more of a night owls? You're a morning person, Melinda. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I like an early start in the studio. Yes. Melinda, uh, you mentioned studios, so I might just jump straight into this question because lots of your practice happens outside of the studio. You tend to draw while you walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens then in the studio? Is that, is that where the works are finished? Um, yes. So I walk and draw simultaneously because uh, for me it creates a different way of being present in a landscape mm-hmm. and sort of capturing that landscape. Um, I'm, I like abstract drawing, so for me it's also a way of mark-making that's sort of more intuitive mm-hmm. and um, less contrived. And I tend to take those smaller drawings into the studio and develop them into larger works. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of out and about, but I'm also working in the studio. Mm. And when you walk and draw, you carry something that looks like a rig. Is this how you would explain it to those who are trying to imagine what... Because when uh, Belinda first described that you walk and draw, I imagined that you draw with your feet. That was my first imagination, Mm -hmm. uh, that you're actually drawing through movement. But then I saw the image of you walking through the streets and you carry the rig with the sheet of paper and you draw on it Mm -hmm. as you walk, taking in the impressions that are around you. Is is that... That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, which... um, So, so yes, I draw on as large a sheets of paper as I can manage and I sort of have created a sort of a bit of a harness that holds a board out, which makes you Um, certainly a bit of a target for people who sort of wonder what on earth you're doing and children Mm. will often ask what's Mm. that what's that person doing (laughs) Mm. and you also have to be very careful not to sort of trip over gutters and things but it's for me it's just a really an alternative way to sort of be out in the environment and to just really sort of look at it to listen to it to feel it to think about it and to sort of just synthesize all of that into an abstract drawing mm. but uh, the rig is sort of um it's it's a what it's a it's a big piece of a2 board that yes. you attach to your body and it's yep. kind of cantilevered off your your hips yep and then you're drawing on that that board as you're walking through the space that's it with two hands so mm. i can actually draw with both hands at the same time Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting this moment where you said you have to be really careful not to trip. It mm. made me think about the need to slow down as well and be really attentive, like extra Very much. attentive. That's true, actually. It's an exercise in sort of super mindfulness mm-hmm. because you're feeling the space that you're mm. in. And I actually started to do it in the context of some traveling that I was doing and I discovered that when I looked at the drawings I had it was almost sort of like looking at the world through 3D glasses you know it's like this extra dimension and when I look at those works I can still feel and 
you know, sense the things that I could sense in that time when I was making those drawings. It's much more than looking and drawing. Mm. It's really about feeling your way toward a work. Mm. So... You're on East Radio 89.7 FM and you're hearing voices of Melinda Hunt and Belinda Yi, who are co-founders of the new space for contemporary drawing in Newtown on Enmore Road called Draw Space. So, uh, as I briefly mentioned in the introduction, this space is dedicated to expanding the definition of what drawing is and what it can be uh, through research and workshops and performances. Um, before we go into this ex- broadening of this ex- uh, this uh, definition of what drawing could be, I'm curious what inspired you to set up this place in the first space in the first place. This space in the first place. I think uh, both Melinda and I have done. Um postgraduate degrees in drawing and so both of our practices centre on drawing and uh, I think the idea to set up this space comes from uh, wanting to foreground drawing as um, an important form of um, art practice um, and also to explore it in more depth to give to provide a platform where we can explore kind of the boundaries of what drawing is and what it can be in more depth um, and it provides um, a context in which we can invite other artists to help us kind of feel out the, that that extends those boundaries Mm. Um, and you know by providing a provocation to different types of artists so we don't just have drawers coming in to draw space we have uh, performance artists or photographers all sorts of people with different practices and to provide them with a provocation you know how how does drawing impact your work or how is your work drawing Mm. Um, it allows them to expand their practice but it also kind of allows us to explore what drawing is Mm. and was the need uh, to create this space because you in your practices as artists whose work is focused or based on drawing have um, come across the limitations and boundaries that you felt that you needed to push through Um, I think that there is an understanding that drawing has been, you know, for, for centuries um, considered as a secondary or um, a supplementary mm-hmm. um, practice or something that you do in pre- preparation mm-hmm. for another form, be that painting or sculpture. And uh, what we're really trying to do is foreground it as an independent, um, you know, meaningful form of practice in and of itself. Mm. And when I was thinking about this broadened definition of what drawing is, one question I had is when we broaden something, then sometimes it's easier to explain what it is by its negation, what it isn't. So I wanted to ask you, where is actually then the limit to what drawing is? When do we come to that edge where we have to say that's not drawing anymore? Yeah, I'm looking forward to finding that edge, Ira. <laughs> Maybe you can help us. <laughs> um, I definitely. I look, I think we're existing in this kind of post-medium place where people are using whatever medium is at their disposal to express themselves. Um, and so the question in that context is why would you make a gallery devoted to drawing? Um, but I think drawing has specific characteristics with which are worth exploring and expanding. Um, however, there will be negation at some point at some point I mean I think for me I can see a work that is a performance work a dance work as we've discussed before or uh, a video work in fact even a piece of literature and for me um, 
I can understand how line works in that context and how uh, a composition of lines is formed from that context. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of that, I have really, personally, I have very broad definition of what drawing is. But I think for other artists, like from Linda, that might be quite different. So perhaps the boundaries of what drawing is might be um, uh, an individual Mm. point of view. Uh, yeah, look, I agree entirely. But I think draw space also is an opportunity to really conduct that conversation, to bring people together. And, you know, we're hoping that in the next 12 months or so, we'll be able to host events where that con- that conversation can continue. Mm-hmm. But we're happy to find the edges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, drawing is not everything. We're happy to find the edges. <laughs> mm. Uh, now that you speak about hosting events, uh, so the draw space uh, is not only an exhibition space, but it's also something like almost I felt a lab for researching mm-hmm. what drawing is. You will have performances, as we already said, uh, workshops, uh, you even mentioned residences. So what is the broad vision for what this space is and will become in the coming months? I think the broad vision is that we know that in an international context there are drawing centres already in New York and London mm-hmm. um, and so internationally drawing has a much um, uh, more present um, is more present has more presence and so what we are trying to do is to foreground that here so our vision for draw space is simply that to provide um, a presence for drawing through whatever means and as you said yes that will include performances I think in September we're having some kind of exhibition slash workshops mm-hmm. um, in which is in collaboration with an Australian artist and a Japanese artist which they'll do via video mm-hmm. um, and then we have a performance artist slash photographer in July. Um, so we've provided her with a provocation, what drawing is. So, um, yeah, I think there are a number of different ways in which we're trying to, to foreground drawing. Mm-hmm. Now that you mentioned performance artist slash photographer, um, can you speak a bit about your curatorial, curatorial premise there of why inviting performance artists into the drawing space and giving them provocation that their practice is maybe something like drawing. Yeah, okay. So um, so I'm curating a show in July. Um, the artist is Tanya Lou Smith and she lives down in Nam, Melbourne. Um, she's a performance and photographer, performance artist and photographer. I saw her work a couple of months ago and um, it was a series of photographs where she is moving through the environment um, with a bag on her head um, and with various kind of uh, pieces of Uh, equipment with her and it struck me that as a series of photographs um, this person moving through the environment um, is a form of drawing and um, so I we suggested to her that she show with us and she take us that provocation you know how is your practice drawing and so without disclosing too much because the work is still what's lovely about draw space is it invites people to make new work so she's Mm -hmm. currently making new work where she's um moving quickly through the environment um, and creating a kind of ephemeral drawing. Um, so she's performing in, in the environment and uh, document, documenting that via video. And so we'll be presenting both photographs and video of that performance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So And she's loving the provocation um, and the way it's opening up her practice. So it's been a really fruitful collaboration. Mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, we've got in the space is a 
projector and Enmore Road, you know, for anybody who's a you know, Sydney sider is a really a busy place and our hope is that those um, videos such as um, Tanya Lou Smith's will be running 24 hours a day so it'd be nice to think that if you were walking past at sort of you know three in the morning you can stop and look as well. Mm. You're on Easter Radio 89.7 FM this is Arts Monday Simpoesis we are in conversation with co-founders of Draw Space which is a new centre dedicated to contemporary drawing which will be opening on June first uh, on Enmore Road in Newtown. And this centre uh, is dedicated not only to seeing, but also to making and experiencing contemporary drawing. And sometimes these two come hand in hand, as is the case with the coming exhibition, which will open this space. And it is by Aris Locusta Jones, who will literally be making the work uh, during the opening hours. Uh, for four hours, we will be experiencing him uh, drawing and making the mark on the wall. Is it the wall that he will be using as the medium? So he's got a 10-metre uh, length of paper that will be put up on the wall. And, yes, from 5pm on uh, Thursday, the 1st of June, he will be drawing. In uh, He's working with a collaborator, uh, Tim Brunnage, who uh, plays drums. So it will be um, loud and I think it'll be really exciting. Yeah, mm. we're looking forward to it and to see what Locust comes up with. Mm. And when you walk and draw, how long does that take? Because four hours of drawing sounds pretty intense. <laughs> yes. So what is the length of your walking, for instance, in comparison? Um, not four hours. I think I, I probably the, the longest time that I've spent walking and drawing, perhaps two or three hours at the most. Mm-hmm. Yes, but sometimes there may just be shorter works if I've got smaller pieces of paper, if I'm just sort of, you know, in an area where something captures my attention. Mm. So, yeah, so no, four hours is a long time. And yeah. certainly Locust, um, <laughs> it's quite an exhausting experience for him, quite mm-hmm. an intense experience, but I think it'll be really worth coming along and having a look. Yeah, mm. he's been telling us that he's in he's in training for it. So he mm. goes for big long walks in the mountains to um, to try and get his uh, fitness levels up, so that he'll be he'll be good to go for four hours because it's quite intense for him. Mm. Mm. Um, Is this his first time to trial something like that, such a long durational performance? I guess of drawing. Uh, I, he's done these kind of durational drawings before with drummers. Um, he's performed them at the Art Gallery of New South Wales and also at the MCA, I think. Um, so it's not a new format for him. However, this is a new work because um, it represents quite a change in his practice. So previously, Locust um, responds to the news cycle. So he in, he reads and views and ingests news and then he goes to the studio and he responds. But for this performance with us at Draw Space, he's actually uh, wanting to purge the news. So he's he's not using the news as a stimulus so much as wanting to get rid of all that toxicity that he has mm. absorbed from absorbing so much news. So um, the format is the same for Locus, but the intention and I imagine the energy will be different. Mm. Yeah, it'll be quite quite elevated, I'm thinking. Mm. By the end of it, maybe it will start pretty heavy and then yeah. lighter and lighter as he's yeah. purging. Yeah. And are you imagining that the audience will go through that endurance experience of watching for four hours as well? 
I'm not sure. It would be really like what's really interesting for us because this is our inaugural exhibition, mm-hmm. so it's our first show and our first opening. Um, and being on Enmore Road, we know that there's a lot of foot traffic that goes by, so the general public will get access to this kind of experimental practice. Um, so we're really excited to see how the general public responds to this and I think that's part of what drew Locus to to perform with us was that he's right on the ground floor with he's not in a white cube at the national you know at the Art Gallery of New South Wales he's he's down at street level on Enmore Road Mm. so he's really excited and interested to see um, how the general public will engage with his work. Mm. I think they'll be coming and going Mm. I think people will stop at the window and have a look I think people will come in and perhaps stay for a while but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that as many people as possible get an opportunity to come and, and watch this performance. I think it's going to be mm. exciting. Mm. And uh, the reason I was asking that question is because I feel there is something transformative for us as mm. well, potentially as audience, if we give it time. Yes. Yeah. And if we stay for yep. longer and spend, on, almost support the artist in a way yes. by... Uh, knowing that he's being witnessed or mm-hmm. yeah there is yeah I think something. so I think we need to provide some kind of sitting or something where people can be present with mm-hmm. that because I think the longer they stay there the the more they'll gain from that mm. Mm. what else is uh, being envisioned for this space you have uh, some group exhibitions coming up in August and September um, Yes, so we have um, a couple of group shows coming up. One of them is called Texter, um, and so that's curated by Daniel Press. Um, And Texter is a show of um, different artists who work um, on themes of identity, and um, they they all use some form of texture or, or... colour marker for their work and what will be also nice with that show is there'll be a table in the centre of the room that will allow um, people to to come in and use textures and and engage you know draw for themselves add Mm. to a work perhaps Um, so yeah we've got a number of um, interesting artists who are participating in the texture show and that's in October starting on October 5th. So the program has been set uh, for the rest of the year. Is mm-hmm. is that how it goes? Yeah, but you know we're in the process of talking to quite a few artists about mm. the program in 2024. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's it's certainly um, we've programmed through to the end of the year. Um, Many of those shows are available just in summary form to have a little look at on the website, Mm -hmm. drawspace.org. So that's probably a good um, place to start just to get a sense of, you know, what we're trying to do with the space. Um, And there's also an opportunity to sign up for an e-newsletter, which will also, you know, mean that you can stay in touch with opening nights. Mm -hmm. Drawspace.org was the website and you're on Instagram and all those social media that people like to follow. (laughs) Yes, so the Instagram handle is at Drawspace Sydney. At Drawspace Sydney. Uh, Belinda, I also wanted to touch on your personal practice, which is also grounded in drawing and it is uh, looking at the time as material that we work Mm. with. One of your works is called Marking Time Mm. and it sees you in repetitive motion of drawing a motif Mm. of a sort. Mm. Can you speak a bit about that interest in time and its relation to drawing? Uh, Yes, so um, time is very central to drawing. Um, Drawing as an art form is an essentially ephemeral practice. Um, If you think about the traditional materials that we use for drawing, pastel and charcoal and graphite they're they're fugitive materials they're um, 
temporary. They're not as stable as paint and stone. So actual um, time is essential to drawing. It's it's an essential characteristic. So I recently completed my master's on the relationship of, of drawing to time. And these works that I'm making um, where I'm marking time is uh, it comes from a very kind of personal space. I had a, a personal um, uh, event that happened in my life and uh, these these drawings where I mark time is um, a space where I can process that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the simple act of drawing repetitive cells across a page allows me to um, be very bodily engaged with the process of drawing, to be centred and to be very present to the mark making. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing that, that really kind of allows me space and time to process uh, and so it's, um, yeah, it's quite a personal work, those series of marking time drawings are very personal. Mm. And in that process of marking time, how long does that last for you? We spoke about four hours mm. in Locus's case or two to three in Melinda's case of walking. What is the duration that you go for? Or is that something that you set in advance or you just allow your body to feel it? Um, I do some process drawings where that are time constrained, um, but the marking time drawings um, are not time constrained. They um, they can take well one drawing can take weeks, um, but I might sit down to do two up to eight hours of drawing um, with breaks. Um, but we'll achieve very and perhaps only a small area of the drawing, so the drawing itself can take weeks. Um, which is good because, you know, things take weeks to process. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You're on Easter Radio 89.7 FM. We are just in conversation with Belinda Yee and Melinda Hunt, who are artists and co-founders of DrawSpace, a new centre for contemporary drawing dedicated to broadening the definition of what drawing is through continued research and experimentation with what it can be. And I can just see uh, Melinda pointing to Belinda. <laughs> There's something, something on the paper that you have marked. Is there anything else you would like to tell us about DrawSpace? Yeah, I just wanted to give credit credit to the other founders mm-hmm. because um, we're just uh, two. We're part of a larger group um, and the rest of the the founders consist of um, Chelsea Lehman, who's an artist. Uh, we're all artists and we all draw, mm-hmm. I should add that. Uh, she's an artist um, and an educator up at the National Art School. Uh, Lisa Pang, who's an artist as well. She's a curator and a, a beautiful writer. So we, we, we are publishing essays, I should add, with every one mm-hmm. of these exhibitions so that you can sort of read a little more in a little more detail about an artist and their practice and their intentions. Uh, Daniel Press, who's a PhD student up at UNSW. Luke Thurgate, an educator and artist at the National Art School. And Belinda and me. <laughs> Great. So uh, the opening of this uh, new Centre for Contemporary Drawing is on 1st of June, um, 6 p.m., I believe, the usual opening times. Uh, The space is located on Enmore Road in Newtown, not too far from the hub. Um, And uh, it will open with the performance and exhibition by Aris Locus-Jones, 
And to find out more, you can head to drawspace.org. And as uh, Melinda mentioned, you can also subscribe to newsletters so you can receive all the updates about the coming exhibitions. We'll have a short music break now. And after that, I will be on call to artist Frances Barrett, whose sound installation Cry is showing at Carriageworks as part of the National, and who is also curating a night focus on the voice through poetry, improvised performance and song. The title of this program is Mout, and it will take place at Carriageworks this Thursday Eve. Your Nisa Radio 89.7 FM. Oh, mom. 